Kathy Davidson, and I would like you to join me from here at Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as I minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. My heavenly Father, I give thanks. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And I ask that your spirit of grace be on this meeting. In Jesus' name, amen. Interesting program today. I'm going to actually teach women today. I'm going to show you how this is done. But first, if we would go to John 10, verse 35, because this is the basis of our ministering today. John 10, 35, if he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and that's the words of Jesus, and Jesus speaks the next part, and the scripture cannot be broken. You cannot change the scripture. If you think about it, Jesus is the word. Jesus is the scripture. You can't change Jesus. You know, you can try to, to twist it, but it won't work twisted. The only way it works is when you believe what it says is the truth. Amen. All right, now I want us to go to Exodus 14. Now, we're gonna take a look at how God did this. This is a miracle that God did, one of the most fun, I think, to read about. And it wasn't very long ago, I asked God, okay, how does this work? I love it when you ask God. When you ask, you'll receive. And when you seek, you will find. If you are earnest, if you are asking God sincerely, if you ask, you will receive. You've got to expect it. If you seek, you will find. If you knock, it will be open to you. And you know what? The Father wants you to know this. He wants you not only to know it, he wants you to walk in it. He wants you to have the faith for it. And I asked him, I said, I need some more understanding in this area. And you know what? He almost immediately started talking to me. So we're going to take a look at this miracle. This is Moses taking the Hebrew children and he's at the edge of the Red Sea. Now he gets them out with 10 miracles. He has led them into the wilderness and he leads them to the Red Sea. Wonderful. And then they turn around and they see the Egyptians are coming after them. And they are up against the Red Sea. Now, just like any normal Christian who has already, God has done 10 miracles for them. They see the Red Sea, they see the Egyptians, and they start screaming out, you brought us out here to kill us. Faith people we are. Well, that's the way these people were. God had already done 10 miracles to get them out of the land of Egypt. He puts them up by the Red Sea on purpose. You will see on purpose for their good. But they don't see that at the moment, do they? They are screaming at Moses. We could have died in Egypt. Why did you bring us out here? We didn't ask you to bring us out here. What would you do this to us for? And Moses is looking to God saying, what am I supposed to do? And look what God tells him. Let's begin in verse 13, because Moses says unto the people, 
fear not, stand still and see the salvation of God. That's where that verse is that you hear people quote. Of course, they're not up against the Red Sea. And they don't have the Egyptians breathing down their back. Fear not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians who you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and shall hold your peace. And now, Moses looks to God. And what does God say? I love this. What does God say to Moses? And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou to me? Speak to the children of Israel that they go forward. The Spirit of God tells Moses, This is what you do. Don't be crying to me. I'm not going to do this. You are. You see that? Don't come crying to me. I'm going to tell you how to do this. He said, the first thing you're going to do is tell the children of Israel that they go forward. Forward is the Red Sea. But he still says, welcome to the Red Sea. And then he says, look at verse 16. I love this. Look at verse 16. But lift thou up thy rod. Lift thou up thy rod. Thy rod. And stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it. You do this. You divide the Red Sea. Me, you divide the Red Sea. He said, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. God told Moses what to do. He said, lift up the rod. Now, what is that rod? That rod, if you remember from the very first, that rod is the authority that God gave to Moses. God said to Moses, when you go to Pharaoh, take the rod with you. When you do this miracle, lift up the rod. When you turn the waters into blood, smite the sea with the rod. Use the rod. When you first meet the Pharaoh, take the rod and throw it to the ground. The rod was the authority of God. God gave Moses his authority in that rod. Moses needed the rod. Moses lifted up the rod, just like the Spirit of God told him. And let's see what happens. He said, but lift thou up the rod, stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it. And then he said, and I will, after you do what I tell you to do, I will harden the heart of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his host, upon his chariots, upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, and upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. It says, the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud that went from before their face and stood behind them. Those things moved. They moved. God told Moses what to do, and the Spirit of God starts moving. The Spirit of God starts moving. 21, and Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. Now, was it Moses' hand that's going to divide the sea? No. The Spirit of God divides the sea. But what does the Spirit of God need? He needs the authority. The Spirit of God needs the authority. Moses lifted up the rod, 
and the Spirit of God moves. How was the earth created? In the beginning, that the Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters. Moved. But it didn't do anything. It didn't do anything to when God spoke. The Spirit of God was there, ready, but it couldn't do anything until God spoke. And when God spoke, God said, let there be light. And then there was light. God spoke. And if you look at that word, it's plural. God spoke. Jesus had to do with this also. He spoke and the Spirit of God moved. And there was light. Same thing with Moses now. He lifts up the rod. His authority that God gave him. He lifts up the rod. He stretches out his hand. And what happens? The Spirit of God moves. The Spirit of God moves. No, does he move. All right? And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord caused the sea. The Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground. And the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. The Spirit of God moved into the sea and it divided it. It divided it. It said it was a wall on their left hand and it was a wall on their right hand and they estimate at least two million. Two million Jews walked through the sea on dry land with a wall on their left and a wall on their right and the Spirit of God moved. He kept the waters up until when? If you will go with me to verse 26. And then the Lord said to Moses, he's speaking again. And he tells Moses, you, Moses, stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians and upon their chariots and upon their horsemen. And Moses did as the Spirit of God said. And when Moses stretched forth his hand again, with that authority of God with him. The Spirit of God moved again, and the walls came down. You know the wonderful thing? Their enemies were destroyed. And as Moses said, you will see your enemies no more forever. Why? They were all wiped out. Now, how do we do this? Go with me. Acts 3. And I'm going to begin in verse 1. Acts 3. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb. You know the story. But now, the way we saw that in Exodus, we're going to take a look at it now. And a certain lame man from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered in to the temple. To seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed to them, expecting to receive something of them. And Peter said, Several and gold have I none, but such as I have... I give thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, 
rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and he lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat at alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonderment and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed, held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people. And look what he says. He said, you men of Israel, why marvel you at this? Or why look you so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk? Peter had no power of his own. Peter is not what made the man walk. John is not what made the man walk. They have no authority. They have no power. But what was the power? What was the authority? What did Peter have that had that kind of authority? He says it right here. He said, you men of Israel, why marvel you so at this? Or why look you so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we made this man to walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his son Jesus, which you have denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you and killed the Prince of Life, whom God has raised from the dead, wherein we are all witnesses. There's your gospel. There's your gospel. And his name. Look at that. And his name. Through Faith in his name, not just his name. Faith in his name. There's where the authority is. Faith in his name has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Notice the authority was in the name of Jesus. The authority of God was in the name of Jesus. Jesus bought that name. He bought that authority. He bought it with his own blood and his own body. But he bought that name for us. The same authority that Moses had when he lifted up the rod is the same authority we have in the name of Jesus. It's the same authority. The same. When Peter said, in the name of Jesus, what happened? The Spirit of God moved. The authority was there. The Spirit of God moved. You know how we know that? Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew, he said, if I, by the Spirit of God, cast out devils. If I, by the Spirit of God, cast out devils. Notice who's casting out the devils? Jesus wasn't casting out the devils. The Spirit of God 
cast out the devil. The Spirit of God cast out the devil. Jesus says in Luke, he said, if I by the finger of God cast out devils, who do your sons cast them out? What do you mean, who do your sons cast them out? You mean you got sons that are casting out devils? Yes. The Spirit of God is what cast out the devil. The Spirit of God is what healed. But what triggered it? What got it to move? The authority got it to move. What was the authority in Jesus? Jesus. It says he cast out devils with his word. Why? And what did the devil say? I know who, who thou art. Thou art the Holy One of God. But it was it Jesus that did the casting? No, it was the authority. It was the authority. In Luke, when he was talking to the 70 that Jesus sent out, they came back and they said, Jesus, the devils were subject unto us. How? Through thy name. Through thy name. The devils are subject unto us through thy name. What was the authority? The authority was the name of Jesus. Do you know what we have? We have that same authority. We have that same authority. We have the very same authority that Peter and Paul had when they were at the beautiful gate of the temple with the lame man. We have that same authority. It's interesting that you walk in the Holy Ghost. You walk in the Spirit. And the Spirit of God leads you. Then the Spirit of God moves. I won't mention her name, but last Sunday night, that we had, I was up here worshiping God, and the Spirit of God was talking to me. And he said, I want you to go pray for this woman. She had a sickness that she was not able to get rid of for a while. And you know what? God doesn't want us to be sick. Do you know that God sent Jesus so that you wouldn't have to be sick? Do you know God doesn't want you sick? He doesn't want you sick. You know why he doesn't want you sick? He sent Jesus to take all sickness. God wants you well. He that spared not his own son, how will he not freely give you all things? Jesus already paid for our sickness. We don't have to ask God permission if it's okay. But the Spirit of God asked me to go pray for this woman. And so I met her, and I had her husband anoint her with oil. And then the Spirit of God came up in me. It is so fun when the Spirit of God is in us. And I said, in the name of Jesus, there's the authority. There's the authority. The rod's up. And the Spirit of God's going to move. And I broke the curse. God used my mouth. Kathy can't heal a flea. Kathy can't heal anything. I had the authority. God gave me the authority. And that name. And we broke the curse. And I heard word the next morning. No pain. No pain. Healed. Healed. How did it work? The way it works all the time. You've got the name of Jesus, the authority. Jesus paid for that name. Jesus paid for us to have that name. He not only paid to have us that name, but he took all our sin, all our sickness, all our disease, all our poverty, he put it on his own body so we didn't have to have it. That's what Jesus did with that name. Turn with me to Ephesians 1. We'll see where that authority came from. 
Ephesians 1 verse 18, Paul is praying for the Ephesians. Verse 16, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, of Jesus. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You know what part of that inheritance is? You got the rod of authority. Part of your inheritance is you have that rod of authority. You have it. It was given to you if you will believe. It says the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe. Whose power? According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought, worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Do you see in another place it says that in Romans 8, if that spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, then he'll do the same thing in you. And he's talking about the spirit of God, the exceeding greatness of that power when he raised Jesus from the dead. Can you imagine the power that forgave in an instant every sin ever committed? That's what the power of the Spirit of God did with Jesus. Every single sin that was ever committed was forgiven. Every sickness, every disease, every pain, insanity was overcome at that moment and healed. By the power of God. He just didn't raise a man out of a grave. He dealt with humanity. The spirit of God from God dealt with humanity in a moment. That power healed. Healed every disease. Healed every mental illness. Healed every hurt. Gave everyone prosperity. Gave everyone security. Guaranteed everyone's welfare. In a moment. That's what the power of God did with Jesus. Because Jesus had it all on him. And that power of God did all of that in that body and then put his spirit back in a healed body. A healed body. And not only his body, but a whole bunch of others were raised from the dead at the same time. That is the power of God. 
And you know what? It says right here that that power in Ephesians 1 is available to you. To you. It's available to you. He gave us the authority to use it. He gave us the authority to use it. How? He gave us the name of Jesus. Not only did he raise Jesus from the dead, but let's go on a little bit further. It says, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far, far above all principality and power. Principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and has put all things under his feet. You see how Jesus bought this name? All things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, which is us, which is us. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. His name is above every name that is named. That is the authority. That is that rod in his name. And it was given to us to use. You know what? That same power. That same power that caused the Red Sea to split. Is the same power that will work. With the name of Jesus. It works with the name of Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is the authority. Jesus is the authority. You got a nuclear bomb worth of energy. Of power in front of us. And we think that the spirit of God can't get us a job. We think that the spirit of God. That raised Jesus from the dead. And everybody else with him can't bring us the 50 bucks we need to pay the electric bill. And yet, it has to be in the heart first, in our heart and in our mouth. When we believe, we have the name of Jesus. We have the name of Jesus. Do you want that God that worked with Moses and worked with Jesus and worked with the 70 and worked with Peter and John. Do you want that? Do you want that power in you? Well, you know what you need first? You need the man that bought it first. You need Jesus in you. When we use that name, we have Jesus in us. We can't forget that. It is Jesus in us. You want that? You want the man that bought it? All you have to do is go to him. It says in Romans 10, 13, all that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall be saved. That's a promise. Shall be saved. You want born again? You want that man in you? Then pray this with me. Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Fix me. Guide me. Lead me. Be my shepherd. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. 
you may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.